Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Darian Michael about work-life integration and growing a remote-first company. Gary and Michael, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. It is a pleasure. I'm super excited to have a nice conversation. You're joining us from the Indianapolis area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. Today, we're going to be talking about your company, Qualify. You'll ex- explain a little bit more about that to us here in a moment. Um, and really more broadly, your journey in starting this company and broader issues around work-life balance work-life integration, and growing a remote-first company while trying to juggle all of that. I'm super excited to explore that with you. And as we get started, I just wanted to share Darian's bio with everybody. Where Darian Michael is the co-founder and CEO of Qualify, a SaaS platform that powers the fastest phone interview experience in the world and helps recruiting teams hire great candidates faster than ever before. He graduated from Indiana Wesleyan University in 2013 with a bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship and finance. Darian was a two-sport athlete in both basketball and track and field and was a national champion in the long jump. He is based in Indianapolis and is dedicated husband and father of three. That is so wonderful. I can't say that I'm athletic really at all, though I do enjoy <laughs> sports, um, but I definitely relate in terms of, of the family. I, I consider myself a family man. I have six children. And uh, it's it's a joy. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in further? No, that covered it. I can barely say that I'm an athlete still. I still like to get up and down <laughs> and, and try, but getting, getting, it's fading. It fades slowly, hopefully. Um, yeah, I have a few years on you. Um, so I'm in my early 40s. And my goodness, there, something happens late 30s, early 40s. Um, where I just, you know, things I used to be able to do decently well, I was never like a great athlete, but I could still do things decently well. And man, now it's just so much harder. (laughs) Yeah. Your mind, your mind still thinks you can do it probably. (laughs) (laughs) My mind does. Yes. And then I, and then my body's hating me later. So yeah. Yeah. Well, good, good. Yeah. So why don't we start with uh, you telling us just a little bit about qualify? Uh, What is it? What do you do? Oh, and why did you want to start this organization? Yeah, um, I'll start with kind of the the last piece there. Um, We wanted to start it. um, I have three other co-founders and the first co-founder is actually my brother. Um, So he and I uh, resonated on this pain point that we were both experienced when we were leading uh, recruiting at our respective organizations. And we just found it to be, uh, when we found recruiting overall to be really like difficult, um, it's a bigger workload than a lot of people realize. And we saw this unique problem specifically in the realm of the phone interview where it was really repetitive 
still took up a lot of time, even though it's supposed to be a, you know, relatively short conversation and you're doing it with, you know, a, a multitude of candidates. And so um, that's what we solve for now at Qualify. We give recruiters the, the tools and the ability to pre-record audio-based questions. Uh, they can use these questions in the question bank uh, to create any number of interviews and make standard and structured um, and more importantly, scalable interviews that they can send out to uh, multiple candidates simultaneously um, and still maintain a really personal um, and efficient touch with these with these candidates. The candidates will receive the invite, click a link to get started. And when they're ready, um, after they've read the instructions, they hit start and our system will call their phone directly. And they can pick up and answer those questions, uh, hear the recruiter's voice and respond. Um, and then obviously we record that information and, and bring it back to the recruiter in a much faster timeline. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's been working really well with a lot of our, you know, recruiting teams that we work with and, um, to go from an idea to where we're at now, seeing the value that it provides has been really, really special to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's really cool. And I've seen other types of platforms either with video or with mm -hmm. a voice call where essentially you get a link, you click on it, and then you just go and there's a prompt and you respond. Yeah. What, one of the things I like about your platform and what you're doing is that you actually have the recruiter's voice yeah. <laughs> asking the questions. It's not as, it, so it's not as um, cold. It's not as as impersonal or stale yeah. as, as some of these others I've seen uh, yeah. tend to be. Yeah, we um, honestly, we kind of came into that a little naively, but that was definitely, definitely one of our calling cards. Now we like to think of it just a more conversational experience compared to a lot of the other interviewing tools uh, that are on the market. And so that, that piece is important, just maintaining as much as of the human experience as possible. And uh, I think we're doing a, a, a pretty good job about that and continuously improving on that experience as well. Yeah. Very cool. Well, so that's fascinating. And as is the case in most businesses, you know, as they get started, you, you see a pain point, you see some, a gap and you're trying to figure out how you can address it. And so you and your co-founders, you found uh, qualify and you, you start building it and, and rolling it out and getting clients and everything. So all that's wonderful. And you made the, the conscious decision early on that you wanted this to be a remote first company. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that, why you made that decision and how it's played out for you uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah, to be honest, when we first got started, I think it was a little bit up in the air on in terms of whether or not we would be remote or, you know, establish an office. Um, I wouldn't say it's a debate within the, you know, within the founder ranks, but um, some people just like to be around other people a little bit more often than others. And, and so I'd still think that there's room for, you know, some sort of blend or just figuring out how to be, you know, again, ma maintaining the human touch as much as possible, you know, even as we build the company, but early on for us, it was kind of natural as a founder group. I, I mentioned there's, you know, four total founders. Um, and by nature of us all having kind of full-time jobs, when we first started qualify, we were doing this in the evening hours and doing it remotely, um, just in our off, you know, off time. And so it was kind of a natural rhythm for us, but then more strategically as we were, um, bringing on funding and, and starting to hire, uh, we just thought one, it was a little bit more, uh, cost-effective as opposed to like really setting, you know, buying actual real estate or setting up or leasing an office. Um, uh, and then even more importantly, the, the talent that we could get by, 
you know, broadening, broadening our scope to, um, honestly, a, a global level, we have, um, folks in different parts of the country, and then we have contractors in different parts of the world. And so, um, it just broadened our ability to, you know, hire great people. And, and I think we will ultimately be better because of that. Yeah. And you, you highlight one of the key benefits to a virtual, uh, company, a remote first workplace, and that is that you break down those geographical barriers and limitations mm -hmm. that exist in a you know face-to-face -face kind of corporate setting. So you can tap into top talent anywhere domestically, anywhere globally, yes. uh, as long as they have the technology, as long as they can deal with the time zone difference, <laughs> yeah. then really it opens it up to anybody. And, and that's an amazing thing. Now, it's not like you're in an area that, that doesn't have plenty of good talent. You're in a... a robust metropolitan area with, you know, uh, a really strong labor force. So you have lots of yeah. people to choose from, but it, you know, when you're, when you're looking for particular, you know, specific types of roles and particularly in, in technology and STEM related fields, it's a challenge. And so yeah. ha having more opportunity and, and casting a wider net uh, just has so many benefits. Yeah. hundred percent. And um, yeah, there's like, uh, I haven't done like a deep dive study on the breakdowns in terms of uh, pockets of, of strength in our local, you know, workforce, you know, like if we're hiring certain roles, um, is there, you know, a really deep, you know, deep bench of, of labor there. Um, but yeah, just like you said, broadening it, especially for a startup, like timing is everything. And generally speaking in a startup, when you need things, you kind of need them fast and immediately. And so, um, whereas you could, you know, wait a little bit longer and maybe find some folks, uh, locally, if you brought in that scope, um, at least we found that we can make hiring decisions a lot faster, uh, yeah. find a more volume of candidates to be able to compare and make those, those decisions. And so, um, and then the other big piece for us too, being really intentional about, um, having a diverse, you know, workforce. And I think opening it up ge geographically um, can help with that as well. Yeah. And I'm also curious, you know, we're in the middle of what's been called the great resignation. People recognize a couple of years into this pandemic that they have options and, and people have taken, you know, reassessed what matters to them, what their core values are and what they want to do in their life and with their career. And for many people that, they've come to the conclusion that they don't want to commute an hour each way. They don't want, you know, to maybe they want to live outside of a big city. They don't want to live, you know, in a, in a metropolitan area or whatever. So I, I'm curious, you know, how many of your applicants um, and how many people on your team specifically, you know, really find a remote first company. Uh, a, a it's a recruiting tool. It's, it's an enticement to get good people to apply. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and when we when I've pulled folks internally, like, um, there's some folks that, you know, I think most people on the team want to get together in person more often than maybe we do currently, but overwhelmingly, uh, they all prefer the remote life and their ability to be at home more often, uh, with their family or just doing things, uh, without a commute. Um, and me personally, I mentioned, you know, when you asked about, the decision to go remote um, and how at first it was not necessarily a certain path that we were going on, um, but the pandemic kind of 
in some ways like forced us to, to do that, obviously. Like forced your else. hand, didn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before I was personally going to a co-working space, um, I used to be of the mindset, uh, I have, you know, the, the, the family at home and I personally, uh, before would get easily distracted and want to like take more breaks and go hang out with them or do other stuff. Um, and then, you know, when I was forced to start working from home, I actually got in a good rhythm with it and, and enjoy it. Um, prior to qualify, I was at another company where I did have a 45 minute commute every day. And, you know, especially with young kids and their bedtimes, I was missing out on like a huge chunk of, you know, their life and, you know, that, that time I got to spend with them. So, um, my commute now is a step out the door and, uh, you know, out of my home office. And, um, I like that a lot better. And, um, it is, it is a big, uh, recruiting appeal, um, but even with that, we're, we're, it's very top of mind for me to think about other ways that we can be attractive beyond remote. There's other, you know, things beyond there's like people throwing money at the problem with perks and benefits, just other ways of going about work that I want us to be hopefully on the forefront. You know, there's uh, four hour work weeks and different, you know, work cadences and how people approach work overall. And, I'm all about, you know, us figuring that out, you know, what works for qualify and, and, and using that as a, a way to maintain, like retain employees, but attract them as well in the first place and just, just make the way that we do work a lot better. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, There is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Yeah, yeah. The, d- the design of work matters more now than it ever has, I'm yeah. convinced. Uh, and, and people want flexibility. That's the bottom line, Wh- whether mm-hmm. it's in person, whether it's remote or some sort of hybrid arrangement, um, whether it's a four day work week or a traditional five day, just, just the flexibility for people to put in their hours when they're able and to take time right. away. Like you need to go pick up the kids from school or you want to go to this game or you, you know, you want to help them with their homework so you can adjust your schedule accordingly. Um, those types of things that, that makes a big, big difference for a lot of people. And again, uh, after a couple of years of this pandemic and people taking stock on their life and, and figuring out what matters most to them. Many people have just come to the realization that devoting themselves uh, to the company, 
while sacrificing their family is not a, a, a trade-off they're willing to make anymore, right? right? And so this brings us into really where I want to take the rest of the conversation, and that is the work-life integration. Some people term it work-life balance, work-life mm-hmm. integration. There's all these different um, ways to, to say it, and people have their preferences. Ultimately, though, the, the same germ of an idea is there that uh, when we're talking about work-life integration, we, we have this realization uh, that people have complex lives and it's yes. not, I can't just turn off my personal life and then go to the office and spend 10, 12, whatever hours a day. And, you know, to have the expectation that I can just ignore all the stuff that's happening at <laughs> home and, and not even think about it. Uh, yeah. And if I had a really bad day or say I had an argument with my spouse or uh, I had a, a tough conversation with my child or someone's sick or whatever, like all these things they bleed over into each other. And if you have a hard day at work, you come home and that can bleed into your, your relationships with your family. And so it, it's not about, I mean, it's siloing, an switch. Yeah. It's, there's no on off switch. You can't just silo it and it, it bleeds back and forth. And so, so thinking about healthy ways to have that integration while maintaining some level of balance between the different you know, key aspects of your life is really important. And so for me as an individual and as an employee, I need to recognize that in myself and I need to set up, you know, healthy boundaries and I need to, uh, to do those things. But as a co-founder and as a leader within your organization and any leader in an organization, you have to think about that for your people as well. How do you, oh, yeah. how do you help the whole individual, you know, bring their whole authentic self to work and sometimes that means it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's not always roses. And, right. and sometimes we have to be there to support people, even related to stuff that has nothing to do with the job. Um, yeah. how, how have you approached that at Qualify in terms of supporting that work-life balance, that work-life integration in a healthy way? Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the first steps is just acknowledging it. Um, and one of the ways that we, we do that, it's a very simple um, thing that anyone can just like immediately start, you know, instituting if they're not already as we do in most of our meetings, um, we do what we refer to as like red, red, yellow, green. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of that concept, but um, it's an opportunity before we hop into, you know, just jump straight into whatever the plan was to talk about. Um, just a level set on like where people are coming into that meeting at, like, are they green, you know, all, all systems go, you know, ready to start yellow. Maybe there's, maybe they're super tired or they had just like an off, off day or there's feeling off or red, like a, not a good time. I might need to like reschedule or, you know, we need to pause and, you know, I need to maybe bounce out and take a, take a break or a mental break. That's one way of doing it. Just acknowledging, uh, that there is just real life that everyone is dealing with on a daily basis. And that, that red, yellow, green could be professional. It could be personal. It can be a mix of both. And so I think that's, that's one start is just acknowledging it. Um, and then two, like, I'm, like I said, I'm actively looking for different ways to institutionalize, like how we make sure people feel, um, you know, rested and that they can bring them full self, their full selves to work every day. And, and especially being a part of a startup, there's so much, investment and and time and energy and thought like even when you're at home you know especially as a founder like your brain is constantly running and so uh, figuring out those ways um one of those for us is we've um like a lot of companies do unlimited pto um 
which uh, on the surface, I mean, if you read about it on the surface, it does appear to be a really good thing, but it can be problematic. Um, and so with that, we, we acknowledged that and we said, all right, at minimum, we want you to take, uh, we require right. them to take two, two weeks, <laughs> at least vacation um, every, every year. Um, and even that's tough because how, I'm, how are we I'm glad, it? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're, uh, you're highlighting that because uh, many companies, you know, they say they have unlimited PTO, but then the culture is that nobody actually takes time off <laughs> right? and that they're, you, you get negatively impacted if you take time off. And so obviously that is defeating the purpose. Uh, so I like how you're, you're uh, saying, okay, here's, you have, everyone has to take this much yeah. time. And then beyond that, if you need it, take it. Uh, I like that. That's great. Yeah. And we've actually made it one of our KPIs that we're tracking against as a company. Um, and so with that, we've instituted one just during like our semi-annual performance reviews. It's now at least a question that gets asked, like how many, did, how, how much PTO did you take, you know, this last couple of quarters and then like, what's your plan for upcoming? And then, uh, just, a we instituted like a tracking tool just to, uh, one, make it easier for us to manage against, but then also sometimes it's hard to remember what, you know, when you did and didn't take time off. So it's easier for, you know, us to, again, manage that and um, plan for it. So that's, that's one way. Um, and then just looking at processes and how we're approaching, it, especially in the remote world, like one of the things I want to constantly evaluate is meetings. How much time are we spending in meetings versus like doing deep work? Um, can we do more things asynchronously? And um, there's a lot of tools on the market to help with that and aid with that. And so um, those are areas that, that I'm being, you know, personally thoughtful as well as like benefits and things that we're trying to provide to encourage, you know, certain behaviors that we, that we value. So yeah, those are, those are a few of the areas that I'm, I'm trying to put more thought yeah. and resources behind. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And as you think, you know, anyone listening, you're thinking about your total compensation, both the salary, the benefits, the perks, all, all, you know, all of those kind of more intangible cultural elements, all of that gets lumped together into what we call the total compensation package. And that's what we're using to recruit and retain really great talent. And it's one thing like coming back to the PTO thing. It's one thing to say it and to say, mm -hmm. yes, we offer unlimited PTO. It's another thing altogether to actually have a culture where the senior leaders are taking time off themselves and they're yeah. modeling for their people that yes, in fact, we say take time off. We are, we actually do it ourselves. We expect you to do it. It's built into the performance review system. There's KPIs. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one thing I personally need to do yeah, a it's, better it's, job of. And now that it's in our, in our system that, you know, at least somebody's going to ask me, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully have you taken someone's going to follow up on it. And, yeah. and really, so it reinforces, it, it provides that institutionalized mechanism to reinforce the cultural component. That's really important to who you are, what, you know, what you're trying to do in being supportive as a leader and what your organization is trying to do to help with that work-life integration and that work-life balance uh, with your people to create that healthy, safe environment. That's what we all want. And I, and I truly believe that most leaders and most organizations want to have that for their people. Um, but getting from the conceptual to like where the rubber meets the road and actually making it happen in a meaningful way doesn't always, you know, doesn't always happen. In fact, it usually doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, there's usually big gaps there between aspirations versus actual performance and yeah. what ends up happening. And so 
what does that mean for us? That means, yes, we have to be thoughtful about it. Yes, we have to be proactive about it. We have to build in the mechanisms that will support the type of culture that we want to build and sustain over time. And then we have to revisit it over and over and over again. And as long as we're doing that, we're not going to be perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. And we're going to try things that don't seem to work, or we're going to have aspirations that don't get become fulfilled. Uh, but if we're mindful and thoughtful about it, you know, we're going to get closer than we would otherwise. And our people are going to uh, they're, they're really going to appreciate the effort. Yeah. I think it's just all about like intentionality and, and buy-in, um, and follow through. Like if, if you, if you want to make change, you want to make sure that your people are enjoying their work experience. Um, then you obviously need to have that, that mindset to want to get their feedback, try to make those changes, implement those changes. And then the buy-in pieces, nothing happens if, you know, especially executive leadership's not, you know, part of the conversation and, and committed to, you know, having that infiltrate the culture. So that's why it's top of mind for me. Cause I, this is my favorite part about entrepreneurship is building the company. Um, I have, I'm, I'm an ideas person, so I love ideas, but regardless of, you know, what we put out into the world, I, I, I hope to, you know, build a company that people enjoy, you know, working at. So yeah. yeah, that's what that's wonderful. Well, Darian, it has been a pleasure. I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go here in just a few minutes. But before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you and find out more about uh, your organization, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, um, really easy to find uh, me or us. Um, Qualify is the name of my company spelled with an I instead of a Y. So Q-U-A-L-I-F-I dot H-R is our URL. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, it should be pretty easy. Um, my name's pretty uh, unique in the world. So that should be pretty easy to, to search and find me there. I would love to connect with you. And um, yeah, I'll kind of uh, recap the, the last point I just made, just having intentionality, um, getting buy-in and um, you know, just getting the feedback and implementing those changes that your, you know, your employees already have a voice, like hopefully they already have a voice. So just be in the mindset of listening and, and trying to uh, make those changes. So yeah, I'll end with that. Wonderful. Darian, it's been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Darian and his team can do for you. Think about what you can do in your organization to promote more healthy work-life balance, work-life integration, and to be there for your people. And as always, I hope everyone can be healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. 
The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.